It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we are live and. Um... I'm going to get this shared with a couple different people, but this is with uh, Terry Spencer, and very pleased to have you on to interview here because uh, we just had you out here in person, and everybody loved what you had to share, Terry. They loved you, loved your message, and um, looking forward to, we'll have to get something scheduled for uh, next year at some point, Um, but uh, glad to have you on board here, and I would, you know, Michael Besham should be on here shortly. But um, until he gets on here, I would like to hear a little bit about what you're doing right now, because I guess you got a class that's starting on Saturday. It's going to be a live. Uh, is it going to be uh, live on Facebook, or, or how's that working? Uh, no, it'll be live on my uh, a webinar platform, and okay. anybody who registers for that will uh, get the link, so it's private and won't be uh, broadcast okay. uh, worldwide, anything like that. So, hey, it's good to see you again, Gil. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of our best times out there. I just really enjoyed how everybody was engaging with us. There's Michael. Hey, Michael. Hollywood, Michael Basham. Howdy. (laughs) We are already live on Facebook. So, uh, Michael, meet Terry. Terry, meet Michael. Hey, Michael. How you doing, buddy? Wow. Great to meet you. Great honor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm honored as well. Good to see you. Thank so you. I was just asking Terry to uh, share a little bit about the course that he has coming up. He's got a live, um, it's going to be on the internet, not live. It's for those who sign up. So uh, this okay. is where I, I want Terry to go ahead and share what that's going to be about, what people are going to learn and the depth of it. And and then Michael, if you got some questions when he gets done sharing that, uh, have sure. that. I'm trying to find the event on uh, the courtrooms of heaven is my Facebook group and and I just looked, we started that four years ago, and it's grown to be about 15,000 members. And I literally did no promoting anything. At, you know, I don't like doing all that stuff and hyping things. And it's grown to 15,000 members now and several teams all over the world. And it's just an honor to do that. And I've been traveling all over the United States. And well, yours, uh, uh, Kingdom Equipping Center was one of them most recently, and where we did an intensive that started what we we started we started Thursday night out there, didn't we? Thursday yeah, night, yeah. Friday, and Saturday, and just had a wonderful time. And uh, I love the testimonies that are coming out of the courtrooms of heaven. Uh, people have been praying and praying for years and years with little to no results. All of a sudden, they learn a little bit about the courtrooms of heaven. Bam! They get they get God answers their prayers. You remove remove all of the enemy's legal rights through repentance in the courts of heaven. So, what we're going to do online beginning Saturday at ten thirty in the morning Central Standard Time is our first online uh, courtrooms of heaven training intensive. It's going to start Saturday, and due to my travel schedule and all that, we're going to try to get it in. You know, 
uh, as much as we can December <clears throat> and then January, but we want to not drag it out too long, but it'll be nine sessions. It'll start with uh, the government of the kingdom of heaven and talking about our identity and authority, the books of destiny, scrolls and mandates, uh, the judge, advocate, legal counselor, our 21 member legal team that, that uh, is just eager for us to engage with them and uh, partnering with the with them, preparing and presenting your case, walking out your verdict, and then we do an interactive court case that's specific, uh, specifically mandated from the Lord for, for whatever group we are, are dealing with. Just for an example, we went to Greenville, North Carolina, and I drive into town and I see that that, that whole city is nothing but medical facilities. In other words, there's an open geographical portal there for healing and miracles. And the world took it and ran with it, and they built all their empire there. And people come from all over the world to go to the hospitals there and the facilities. And so we legislated legally and opened up and awakened that city, the ministers in that city that were there in that gathering to, to begin to operate uh, out of that geographical portal in healing and miracles. So that's what we do. And you can look at my website. Uh, revolutionglory.com and or courtrooms of heaven facebook group and and find the links for that and there, there is a registration fee and it's actually a fundraiser for our uh cane ridge great awakening event that's coming up in april wow. and so so we're we're excited about that we've got timothy bentz coming out there and karina pataki we talked about her she's going to be out there in reno near you guys and she's she's a wildfire waiting to happen in that area <laughs> awesome awesome yeah yeah so um yeah michael uh share a tiny bit about what you do and uh and then um ask ask terry some questions and i i think it's somebody you might want to interview in the future <laughs> absolutely um well terry i'm greatly honored again to meet you and um i've been just uh traveling missionary normal guy christian uh been through a lot of different uh sects of christendom and non-christendom and uh we have a show at the fringe radio network and what we do there is a lot of um fringianity is is kind of a uh conglomeration of researchers and christians that are preparing for the end time or they're researching the nephilim or they're you know learning all about the deep state um I guess the closest thing that dovetails with Fringianity and the mystic Christian circles is praying medic, David Joseph, who we've uh, had on the show. And um, he's obviously going into a lot of this QAnon stuff about the deep state, but he's written books about the courts of heaven. And um, a few years ago, we, we had a chance to interview Robin Maine and then um, a friend of mine named Jenny Brooks uh, got us in touch with, all kinds of different awesome people. And so the Fringe Radio Network kind of <clears throat> dovetails with that. But then what we've been trying to do on, on our show, Spirit Wars, is bring more of the courtroom uh, type of warfare, which I believe is a new spiritual weapon, actually, for the Christian in their faith that the church doesn't know about. So a lot of these people are preparing for major political events, but they don't even know that, you know, you could be going to, to the court like you're teaching on your YouTube channel, which is Terry Spencer YouTube channel. It's a great resource. Um, I see you've had Robin Maine on there as well. It's really cool. Yeah. A lot yeah, of awesome teaching. yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, what you're talking about is really 
going into another thing that Lord has just been introducing me to through several dreams and encounters. Uh, Ian Clayton said one time, we do more in our dreams than we think we do. And oh, yeah. so once I realized that, you know, I started just say, well, I can do that too. I've been having all these encounters with, with angels and, and flying dreams that have been escalating like four in the last two weeks and where I'm teaching people how to fly. And so what I'm launching uh, as of, you know, just, just right now, we're, we're launching the Enoch School of Flight, Enoch School, Supernatural School of Flight. Oh, cool. So. It's going to be, I love Enoch. I've had visitations from Enoch and he's been hanging around, teaching me how to be translated and how to travel in the spirit realm. So we're going to bring a lot of that and things out of the book of Enoch, even the, the mystic ones, uh, the Hebrew version of the of the book of Enoch. We're going to look at that. And, uh, even the first book, one, two, and three, we're going to look at all those and, and just, you know, help, hopefully we'll get people to come out of their humanity and, and come into their supernatural abilities as we were created from our creator, loving God, you know, and, and we've been dumbed down in the church. We're going to, have, you know, raise people up to, to be who they were created to be. And so that's launching right now, along with the courts. It's all ties in converging with, with the governmental authority in the courts and who we are and identity and authority. So I'm excited and I'm really pumped up about what God's doing uh, in us and through us. And <clears throat> I can't wait. So, you know, here's something that uh, actually, Michael, you brought this up before. And, and I'm in total agreement with you that I believe that what you're doing, Terry, what we're doing at Kingdom Equipping Center, what so many people are doing is bringing a, uh, a counter to the new age. That And it's not, it, it's, I guess it's a... Um, it's another way. It's like, man, if, if the New Age really understood what, what Christianity, what the full strength of Christianity is supposed to be, uh, they wouldn't be messing with the, the other stuff because there's so much more power and authority in, in going through Jesus as the door. And um, uh, I would just like to, to hear a little bit about what you would say to Terry, to those Christians who, are, who, are, who know there's more, and I know there's some that are listening right now, that, uh, that they know that there's more, but they just don't know what it is or how to step into it. And what's that bridge to bring them from, you know, maybe some of their Protestant or charismatic backgrounds into what we're doing? Well, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, Terry, I, I, was, I would just say too, like if you have any, any uh, thing, how do you describe to a new Christian that maybe has never heard of the courts of heaven? How do you present that? I mean, my grandfather, Don Basham wrote a book, deliver us from evil, which was considered a, a very um, ahead of its time book for deliverance. And now deliverance is like very accepted among these kinds of Christians. Well, it's, it's so, you know, de deliverance. And, but in the old days, that was very controversial. Now the court system, I believe is a, a futuristic way. It's biblical, but it's unknown to most of these Christians. How would you describe it to people that maybe don't know about it? Well, that's a, that's a good question, and one I get a lot, and one I address a lot. And number one is, you know, I went out to Burning Man, ministered out there. And, you know, it's an incredible revelation. And we were taught to not use Christian language, and, you know, people were so, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to hear that Christian language. I want to see, you know, you study the millennial generation. They want to hear something that's real. They want to see a manifestation. They want to uh, 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 
you know, just be able to participate. And, you know, so I don't use a lot of, a lot of, you know, convincing to try to get people to, or hyping things, trying to, you know, what the church has always done to try to get them to understand. And how we built 15,000 member, members out of the courtroom of heaven page, I have no idea how that happened other than God doing it. You know, so there was no hype, no religious traditions, no, you know, campaigning, no ads. Uh, you know, I just think just being real and humble and uh, intimate with the Lord. And people are messaging me all the time, said one just uh, messaged me today, said she saw my humility. And that's what really draws her to me. Another gentleman said that. Uh, same thing. I like the way you teach because you have a love for the Father that's just uh, not of this world. And that goes back to me spending time with him. I've lived in my van and, uh, you know, I heard come away with me and I took it to heart and I got out of my apartment lease and I just spent some uh, what I thought was going to be one to three months. It's been five years just to know him. And when people see the Father, you know, Jesus something you see me you see the father it's not my great message it's not my great ministry not my great blog not this or that the other how many people i got on facebook group it's not that if if they see me they see the father that's my heart that's my goal and when they see that they know you're real amen yeah no that that is key i think is is you know here's what i believe in the, the fact is we are moving in faith everything we're doing we are moving in faith we do not have, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, I don't have anything that I'm 100% clear on because there's been so many things that I used to think I was 100% clear on and then found out I was wrong. So that's kind of lowered my uh, percentage level uh, average of what I believe is, is really, uh, uh, you know, real. And, and so I have, to, I have to be careful that I don't be dogmatic about my own beliefs and so to, to give it some room. But um, I, I really just appreciate the fact that you focus on intimacy because to me, that is the only safeguard that we have. That's the one and true safeguard that we have because we can do wonders. We can do signs. We can, you know, have all these miracles. And yet in the end can find out that Jesus rejects us because he didn't, we didn't know him. He didn't know us. We didn't spend that intimate time with him. But on the other hand, if we spend that intimate time with him, and we don't have the signs, we don't have the wonders, we don't have all the miracles, we're okay. We're still good because that's what it's really about, the relationship. Right, right. Well, we're supposed to be the bridge, right? Yeah. The Lord gave me a, a dream years ago that I was standing at the banks of this raging river, and there was this huge uh, interstate bridge, multi-lane, crossing over the, ridge, the river wrong, one way. There was, there was only one way to go across. Couldn't come back. But it was like... Thousands upon thousands of people were waiting to cross over on that bridge after it was going to be uh, uh, the construction was finished. Here I was, the Lord wanted me to, to uh, take a leap of faith and jump over the river. And it was probably three football fields wide. And I said, I can't make this. He said, just take a leap of faith. And so I did. And I, you know, a few steps back and just jumped, landed on the other side. And, you know, what the Lord showed me in that was, I was standing in the church age and over across the river was the promised land or the kingdom age. And now I have to 
to uh, uh, begin to experience what's going on in the kingdom age so that I can become the bridge that allows thousands upon thousands of people to cross over into the kingdom age. And so that's been the whole foundation of what I do in ministry is, is just be a bridge, help yeah. them and relate with where they are and, and uh, you know, communicate on their level. Paul said, I've become all things to all people so that I may win a few. And, it, you know, you're going to get your critics. You're going to get the fault finders and all that. So I don't even mess with them, but people are really wanting to learn. I'm, I'm, I'm there with them. And so it's an awesome experience, an awesome honor to be doing what uh, the Lord has for me to do. You said you, you're at the kingdom, um, sorry, the Burning Man. Um, did you have a chance to... Um, affect any of these these guys these searchers like through dream interpretation or anything like that because we've noticed a, there's a lot in the bible about interpreting dreams recently i'm going through uh the story of joseph the story of jacob i'm sorry uh, the story uh well jacob too but the story of daniel and one way to reach out to the pagans you know with nebuchadnezzar with pharaoh is interpreting their dreams and um have you have you noticed that? And um, and I'm going to write a book probably called uh, "The Case for Sleeping In," you know, and <laughs> like you quoted in it, you know, just. Uh, but but at Burning Man, did you have any any experiences like that or? Yeah, I did, uh, uh, Michael. Uh, I was out with uh, was invited to go out with uh, John Paul Jackson's team, and I wasn't trained up to them, but I was just invited to come and participate and help. And so they let me minister there to a few groups and people that come in. Can you imagine standing, uh, sitting at a table with two completely naked gay guys loving on each other? You better have a word of the Lord and you better not use Christian language. You know, so we learned how to do that. And we did dream interpretation. We did uh, tattoo interpretation. We painted uh, prophetic things on their bodies and, and had some worship music going, drum circles and stuff like that, so, stuff that they could just relate to. And they would come out year after year, they'd hang out, and they said, there's something about the light that you guys carry. That's what I'm getting at. We are the light. Don't hide your light under a basket. We come preaching, preaching, preaching. That's not going to get it. But when we are the light, darkness flees, and they go, something's different about this guy. Something's different about this tent where we're ministering in the midst of the greatest pagan flesh fest in the world and so that's what made the difference and really taught me a lot that i've got to get all out of all these traditional things that make the power of god in no effect and just be the demonstration of jesus christ to them and the way jesus would minister to them lovingly and i'm not perfect at it by any means but uh i find that that's what works for me the best and very powerful demonstration out there burning man to do that so one of the things I really appreciated about you, Terry, is the uh, fact that you continued to say when you were here doing the conference that you continued to say that you, um, you were, you know, you always point people to Jesus. And, and that's what I, I, I like about you. And I think that's one of the keys to, as we move forward, um, you know, we've got to learn how to take what God is downloading to us, not let it puff us up in pride and arrogance, but just to share it and keep pointing people to Jesus, because again, that intimacy with him is what's so vital. Um, so in your course that you're going to be teaching, can you give a little bit more, uh, you know, what's the why 
you know, why would someone want to come into it? I mean, you've got all these details and things that people are going to accomplish as they go through it. But uh, what's the why behind it? it you know, where is it going to take them from and what's, what is it going to hopefully accomplish in them uh, when they get through the course? Yeah, well, uh, uh, great question. You know, Satan is a legalist. You know, he prowls the earth seeking whom he may devour. What he's actually doing, he's looking for legal evidence to use against you in the courts. Now, there's two situations that I ask uh, when I go into any training scenario. Uh, number one is, are you fully manifesting 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world? If anybody is, I've never had anybody raise their hand. I want to go hang out with you for a while. The mm -hmm. second one is Proverbs 26, 2, without a, a cause, a curse will not light. Yeah. Uh, well, if you look at Matthew 5, 25, agree with the adversary quickly is what Jesus said. Why would he say that if there wasn't, if, and we're still yelling and screaming, binding and loosing, yelling at the devil, you know, trying to get him to do it just because that's the way we're taught. He says, agree with your adversary quickly is repentance. And it goes on to say, Matthew 5, 25, lest you be thrown into prison. So we're either under a curse or either in prison and is heaven on earth manifesting? Am I manifesting in as he is so we in this world? Generally, the answer is no. And so we got to find out why not and why, where are, you know, I like what Mike Parsons says, seat yourself under the judgment seat of the Lord. Work this out with him together. Jesus is, you know, I get questions every day, emails and questions on the Facebook group. Say, how do I do this with, with, uh, in the courts of heaven? How do I address this situation? Well, intimacy is always the answer. And I said, do you really know him? Most of them don't. I don't, not the way I want to. And because Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. I can give you a bunch of protocols. I can get, teach you the guidelines, but a lot of people want to make those rules. They want a quick fix and they want me to do it for them. They want to see how somebody got re else got results uh, rather than uh, taking a little time and maybe fasting and praying. Look at Isaiah 58, all the legal ramifications in Isaiah 58. <laughs> and, and so it also, it becomes a place where out of intimacy, you'll know the way and the truth in life for any situation in, in your life, any courtroom case that you're going to present, any place where you're under a curse or in prison, that will be revealed to you just out of intimacy. Amen. Amen. So um, that's so important. Yeah, I think there's such a people can get so um, caught up in in the wow factor. Oh, I got to meet Enoch and oh, I'm learning how to fly, which by, I do want to ask you how to fly, by the way, Terry, <laughs> <laughs> out of people how to fly. <laughs> I've had dreams of flying. My wife had dreams of us with angel wings and she said I was teaching her how to fly. Like, why the heck don't I get to have that dream? But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. but it is the obviously relationship, totally relationship with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. It is. You know, Michael, that's, that's important key. If you draw nigh unto him, he begins to draw nigh unto to you. And so as you do that, uh, you know, I've had flying dreams all my life. And, you know, they started where I was trying to escape and fly out of a prison. You know, now... Uh, 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 you know, I'm flying and helping people, training people, teaching people how to fly. And I don't know how to do it. You know, I just do it. You know, it's like, okay, T 
teach me how to fly. And he says, well, you're already doing it. You know, just go with it. And I like, I believe a lot of it is, is our simply our faith and what our, 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 our mindsets and our reality is framed by our, our what, uh, what we think it's framed by the words we speak out of our mouth. It's framed by, by our actions is framed from the motives and attitudes of our heart. And so we have to look at that and judge those and see where am I, where am I being a creative force and causing those dreams to happen or those flights to happen, those encounters in, in, uh, uh, in the night season. And I believe they're progressive, just like our prophetic words are progressive. Our dreams are, are progressive. Each flying dream I've had has been progressive, greater glory to greater glory. And so that's what's been happening to me. And I always convinced me that, uh, that it's time to shift into causing this to be a reality in our life, whether than, well, I believe, I believe our dreams are just a profess, uh, prophecy to what can really happen in most cases. And so can I really fly? Well, you betcha. <laughs> you need to read some of the old uh, mystics who were flying around and had to be tied uh, down to rope because they were afraid they'd, they'd uh, uh, just fly off. I just read about a friend. Uh, she's been in some uh, encounters where they just uh, were tied down and they passed right through the roof and they, the, the ropes couldn't hold them. So where they went after that, I don't know. But I believe just our faith has to be engaged, uh, not the faith on a human perspective. Uh, you know, in other words, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, I hope I, I can communicate this, We've been living off of, of a human perspective for way too long, where we're, we're, we're a spirit being. We're a spirit light being of energy and power and glory. And we need to shift things and, uh, and move out of our humanity into our divinity. Spirit first, yeah. then soul, then body. Most of us are controlled by our, our human, and everything we've done is framed around our, our human brain or thinking what we've been taught we've been trained our school our best schools of ministry we've been involved in it's been good and wonderful i've been in them too but it's limited to us to what we really are capable of and doing yeah. so i just cross through that veil of, of doubt and unbelief cross into the realm of the unknown i actually was taken into a dream to a place called the space of unknowing and that was a place where i had to just let go and unknow everything I've known. And all of a sudden, I did that. That was about two weeks ago. Space of Knowing. You might remember the book, Cloud of Unknowing. It's about contemplative prayer, where I'm not speaking. I don't need to pray so much because he's already given me everything pertaining to life and godliness. I come into this contemplative prayer where, where I'm just waiting for him to show me the next greatest movie. <laughs> You know, or, you know, let him speak to me, let him minister to me. And, you know, all I'm doing most of the time now is praising and thanksgiving and, and just in awe and wonder at what he's showing me. And it's just an incredible lifestyle. That unknowing uh, is, is, is a place we just release and let go. Surrender. Last few years has been nothing but surrendering, yielding, you know, losing my life for his sake, that he may find me, that I may discover my life, what it's really about. And, and who I really am. And so it, it, what an exciting place. I'm, you know, I don't have a Christian pedigree. I don't have five generations, maybe like Bill Johnson in my, in my pedigree, in my downline. Yeah. Like you, maybe Michael, 
<laughs> but it's awesome. It's available to if, if I can do these things, if I can have these experiences, everybody can. Yeah. And so like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, some of it, you know, is changing of the language. And I, and I love what you're saying, Terry, because the, the truth is we are spirit beings. And we for so long have been taught by the church that we are mind or we're body, soul and, and spirit. But the spirit is still massively ignored for the most part. And, you know, it's just a, a great play of the, the enemy to get us to just ignore the spirit because that's where the power is at. And so I believe what's happening now is we are moving into the things of the spirit. We are getting to that place where we're seeking, uh, you know, the old term would be glorification. I, I think the new term we're using these days is transfiguration. And, you know, we're looking for that, that place where we get to be like Jesus when he was on the mount and he was transfigured. That was a glimpse of who we were, were are going to be. Um, and yet, you know, there's a process and I don't understand the process, but uh, part of what I feel is, is right on is that, you know, the first part is the spirit needs to be over the soul and, and the soul needs to be submitted to the spirit and brought it under control. I don't know of too many people personally that are actually in that place. And, you know, I just had an experience this weekend uh, with Thanksgiving and friends that, uh, uh, you know, really exposed how far I am from that, you know, there's something happened and, and my, uh, my tickle meter, tick off meter <laughs> went, went through the roof. And I'm like, and, and you know, the father just used that, you know, in the past I could have been days and days, you know, just kind of full of that rage, but the father used that to show me, I still have a lot further to go. Number one, but he also, within just a few hours, I went to the courts and I came out of agreement with the spirit of anger. I repented for it and got that just washed out of me. And it was like back to normal. It's like, all right, this is getting, this is cool. This is actually really working in real life, and it's changing me. And my wife would testify to it, uh, and she knows me better than anyone. But it's been changing me over the last year and a half, two years, to where I am absolutely a different man than I used to be. Uh, to where I just battled in the flesh, trying to you know fight off all the demons and everything. Now I just go out, you know, repent for coming into agreement with him, shut the door get it washed out of my life and, and carry on. Um, there's no condemnation in Christ. Just get it done, get this slate wiped clean and move forward. But as we do that, we, we're getting our soul to submit to the spirit. And then I believe the next phase is once that's in, in place, then the soul and the spirit together will begin working on the body to transfigure it so that we begin to operate as Jesus did. That's just my theory. Uh, we'll have to see as we carry on uh, if we can see some of that prove out. <laughs> yeah, right. I got a lot of theories too, and you know, it's like, uh, and I believe to me, intimacy is always the answer. You know, and that's why I always, I always go back to that. You know, and and getting out of a, uh, uh, you know, speaking of warfare, we've we've been battling and battling and battling and you know, trying to do it from a human perspective rather than who we are perspective out of our identity and authority. And remember Bob Jones prophesying, it's time to walk above the snake line. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't do any warfare at all anymore, unless the Lord tells me to, and that's rare. I walk above the snake line. I'm seated in him, in Christ Jesus, above that hierarchy of that demonic hierarchy. So I don't need to battle. You know, I'm so I want to be so buried in him where I live and move and have my being that the enemy would have to come through Jesus Christ to get to me. And what I see, what I see is, is a lot of people are not not 
that intimate with the Lord, they don't understand that we're living in this human earthly perspective, and then we're subjected to all this uh, 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 warfare mode like we've always been taught. But but what about just resting in the Lord and praise and worshiping Him, just being who you are and resting in Him? You know, seated in Him, you're going to know Him. You're going to see what He's doing. You're going to be able to to uh, uh, communicate with Him in that position. Uh, you know, couldn't you imagine seated in Christ Jesus at the right hand of the Father? The things you're going to hear there. Yeah, you should. You should be hearing things there. You should be knowing things there. You should be go there first before you come to me about how to operate in the courtrooms of heaven or whatever you guys are doing. Let's go there first. Let's abide there. Just abide. And that's what I feel is coming to the body of Christ, where we be, we we're learning to abide in that place where we're above the 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 demonic heart. See, the enemy wants to just entice us to battle, and he's got a few thousand more years of experience. He knows how to engage with it. He knows how to flip our switch and pull our trigger. He knows how to trigger us, and we just go for the bait, you know. And so. I still have demonic beings around me. Remember, Smith Wigglesworth said uh, Satan appeared to him, and he said, uh, oh, rolled over in his bed. He said, oh, it's just you, Satan. He just totally ignored him. So just yeah. begin to have a divine disregard for darkness. And you watch what God begins to do with you. You'll All that warfare will begin to cease. And, uh, enemy will get ticked off for a while. He doesn't come around so much anymore because, you know, one thing I heard, I think was Ian Clayton say, the enemy seeks who he may devour. If he knows he may devour you, he's going to devour you. But if he knows he can't devour you, he will not touch you because you're buried in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I want to share a couple things, though, that people are putting on Facebook. Um, uh, Adam... Adam Bay says, there's no limitations. The only limitations are the limitations that we create for ourselves. It's good. Um, Myrna says, um, uh, don't put God in the box. And then um, Adam says here a little bit later, can we be superheroes? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Marvel Comics. Hollywood got the plan before we did. We're called here, to be superheroes. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, Adam, thanks for joining us. And Adam's a good friend. Adam Terry. Yeah, but Terry just he's such a high level superhero. You just he just has one finger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I well, tried to use it once in a while. There there was a time where I wondered, you know, when AI kind of arrives, if it doesn't like human beings and it decides to take over, you know, there's really no unplugging it or anything like that. I used to be concerned about that. And then uh, once I started learning and understanding about mature sons, you know, all it takes is one, one mature son, just one. And uh, it doesn't matter what kind of AI and what kind of power it has. One mature son could just say, you don't exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's over. You yeah. know, so that's, that's where we're headed. I mean, and Jesus is already that. So he's on our side. We have nothing to worry about. Uh, and yet I know there are people out there, some people teaching that, you know, maybe AI is part of where we come together and that's, you know, part, you know, I'm, I'm open to what people think and believe. I'm not really here to, to say one way or the other. I know that my personal belief is that that's the counterfeit. Uh, you know, virtual reality is the counterfeit to the, to, to the actual, you know, ascending going into the heavens. But at the same time, as I said before, I'm not 100% sure on anything. There's lots of evidence 
Uh, I can, you know, I can lean very strongly in certain directions and I do, but in the end, we have no, we have very little proof of anything. And, and so we have to choose where we're going to believe and have faith. And absolutely. Well, for me, I choose to govern creation. That's our assignment to govern creation, deliver creation from the bondage of corruption, bring heaven to earth. You know, and Romans 8 says all creation is waiting, groaning. And if you look at that, the uh, Lord spoke to me one time. He said, you know, Terry, what, what, uh, when, when a manifest sun begins to rise, this is not even a mature manifest sun. When a manifest sun begins to rise in our identity and authority, that creation ceases to groan and begins to rejoice because they found one who can partner with them to, that will deliver them from the bondage of corruption. Whether we know how to do that yet or not, we're learning, we're all learning how to do that, but creation is going to want to begin to partner with you. They're partnering with me and, uh, and I've seen incredible things and I know you can too. I'm always encouraging people, let's go for it. You know, let's go for the gold and, and what God, let's go begin to partner with creation. You know, there's a few scriptures that talk about heaven and earth will witness against you choose to stay uh, uh heaven and earth wants to witness against you well it wants to witness for you too and wants to partner with you where is that in the bible red sea moses at the red sea all of a sudden god was uh moses was crying out save us the egyptians are coming they're going to slaughter us here and it's like god goes uh, no, you don't get it, Moses. Uh, you need to understand who you are, your identity and your authority. Pick up your staff. You part the waters. And what? The waters had to obey because all of a sudden, Moses figured out who he was real quick. Uh, in the case, uh, you know, he was facing his people being slaughtered. What are we facing? We may be facing poverty. We may be facing bills. We may be facing, you know, some infirmity in our bodies. Why don't you rise up, pick up your staff, you part the waters. Why don't you believe who you, God created you to be? Step into your identity and authority. Begin to speak as a co-creator with God. Begin to part those waters and have creation partner with you. Everything you speak and think and do has to be a creative force that, that heaven and earth wants to partner with you. And when you become that light, I love your story about the Mount of Trans Transfiguration, that was Jesus showing us who we are. When you become that, uh, you walk into a, a room that's filled with darkness, the darkness has to flee. You don't have to argue. You don't have to fuss. You don't have to convince the darkness. You turn that light switch on, and that room is automatically, boom, it's lit up. And so that's what happens when you show up as a light being that you were created to be. Amen. Terry, Amen. that's so profound. And I was just watching Lord of the Rings last night. Um, I noticed that there's these trees that fight for us that are angry at the orcs for cutting them down. And there's the ants and it takes a very long time for the ants to decide that they're going to, you know, fight for the hobbits and the elves and the men when they're kind of always left to themselves. And I think that's really hitting on an ancient truth that nature itself can be um, kind of equipped or, um, can be conscripted for fighting for our, for our side. And we're just, all of us are, are kind of missing it. We think, oh, well, that's witchcraft. But that's one thing that I've noticed among some of our circles with Dan Duvall um, is the elementals in the Bible. I just opened to recently oh, yeah. Psalm yeah. 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And he, the, the Bible says so much about nature. You know, it's, 
That's yeah. really that's really key, Terry. Thank you for for saying that. Oh, you're you know, welcome. Just real briefly, uh, again, this last weekend, uh, we were up in the mountains, and my brother-in-law and I decided to go take a hike and go up one of the ridges. I haven't done much climbing since I had surgery on my knee, and I kind of overdid it on the way up. And I'm thinking, oh man, we got to go back down this thing, and it was it was really steep. And I found myself on the way down praying, nature, come on. Let's cooperate with me, please. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm trying to be a mature son here. <laughs> I'm in the process, so cooperate with me. Help me. Uh, I, I literally was. I was praying, just asking nature to, to, to work with me, to get, help get me down that hill because, uh, you know, my legs were shaking and it was steep. And, you know, one fall would have, um, you know, been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah just, just, you know, coming into an understanding that nature is there. You know, it is, it is waiting, it is groaning, waiting for mature sons to arrive. And, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, the three of us, and there's many others who are on the path of maturing sons. I, I can't say personally that I've met a mature son, because to me, that's somebody that looks like Jesus, operates like Jesus, and only does what the Father says, he, you know, he's doing. So, so I, I have not run across anybody like that, personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for them, and I'm and I'm definitely wanting to walk with the people who are walking in that direction. Yeah, so it's just a matter of engaging. I believe Enoch was one who was so knowledgeable. So I mean, God, he asked God to show him to everything, and he did. You know, so he he skipped death. He couldn't die. In fact, he had so much life in him. His son lived longer than anybody recorded in history. You know, so that's amazing testimony there. But I believe we. His example, uh, that's why I love the books of Enoch, because his, he was a regular human being like you and I are. And now he, he, he's setting the stage for, you know, in the book of Enoch, said, this revelation is not for today, but an intended time. That time is today that we understand who we are, that can we, uh, we Lord says in his word, he says, put on immortality, you know. And once we do that, uh, we begin to, by faith, we begin to engage eternal realms, uh, different dimensions, things in the universe, in, the crea in creation, where we're quantumly entangled with, with all creation. And so we begin to see like, oh, what I do affects something that's happening over there in, in Japan, or something out in the planet, something out in the stars, something out uh, in my family, something with my finances, something with my body. I need to engage by faith rather than speaking death and to death over ourselves and being in agreement with the accuser of the brethren, in agreement with darkness. We, begin to, we need to begin to speak differently. We need a new language. Yeah. We need to learn uh, how to speak from the kingdom uh, perspective. You know, I was listening to something this morning that I, I found really interesting. It wasn't even by a group of Christians, but, um, it, you know, the spiritual people, yes, but not, not necessarily Christians. And one of the things that they brought up, which I thought is really, really relevant to us, and I think, Michael, you probably even deal with this more than uh, Terry or I do, but, but just the personal level of discernment that each of us have to be able to start to walk in uh, because in this season especially we have to be we have to have our our, our spiritual discernment on high because I, I what i see often is is people taking what somebody else said and just saying basically that because they said it it's true and i'm like how's that you know because there's so many things that it's like no, that doesn't resonate with me at all. And just because 
they, you know, somebody said it doesn't mean it's true. So I'm, I'm looking at, okay, how do we start teaching people to have a personal level of discernment so that as we move forward, we're not just taking any and everything that anybody says off the cuff or, you know, because I, I can guarantee you the enemy's got his plants that are going to be coming into this movement and trying to divert people off into, you know, things that are, are not of God. And I can tell you that my, my, my red flags pop up fairly often when I hear something said by somebody and somebody else repeats it as if it's true just because that person said it. And I'm like, okay, we got to start teaching some, some level of personal discernment here where people can uh, begin to see these things for themselves and not just be blind followers of everybody and anybody. I don't know if you have, either one of you have anything to say on that. I, I do. I just think there is um, there's room for freedom. Yes. Um, especially yeah. with people getting translations of Enoch and visions of Enoch. And I, I think there's room for that. And I think there's, um, I know Adam loves uh, the whole Final Fantasy series of Japanese role-playing games. And uh -huh. we all do. Our next generation is all into these games. And I think that um, rather than trying to see who has the right prophecy, it's like, oh, Rick Joyner had a prophecy from Enoch and I stand by that. And, Oh, Mike Parsons has the ultimate revelation of Enoch, but nope, I get Ian Clayton, and Ian Clayton said it, and that's it. You know, and and <laughs> you don't have like any freedom of movement because everybody feels like they have to follow one vision when it might be that all of us are going to have a sort of a different translation of that guy. Like, you know, yeah. meeting Gil. Like, okay, well, Eugene actually met Gil and had this awesome time and uh, other people might have a different translation of who you are and what your your past is and you know a prophet is not accepted in his own home country like Enoch's siblings might be like oh Enoch he's just a space cadet you don't want to spend any time with that guy you know like <laughs> we should have freedom I think right I just that's just what I that's one of what popped yeah. in my head yeah no actually I'm, that's what that is one of the things that I, ha I feel has to be key I, I shared this the other day on one of our other interviews but you know, it's going to be the testimony of the people that begin to stack up and we begin to see because of the testimony stacking up that, all right, so we've got, you know, 50,000 testimonies that look very much the same. And so we might be able at that point say, all right, this is probably uh, enough evidence to say that God really wants us to understand this portion of heaven this way because we've got all these testimonies that just line up with one another. But then you've got these others that are way out here, over there and everywhere else. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong, but, uh, you know, when someone says, well, I had this vision of this thing out over here, um, and then that person tries to make it so that everybody else has to follow that, you know, this is the way I saw it, therefore you've got to do it this way too. That's where we, we start to go wrong and we start to get off. And Terry, are you still with us? You look like you might have froze up. And we might have lost Terry. I thought he was just being really patient, waiting for us to, to finish. <laughs> I thought he was really listening to me, man. Listening so much. Yeah, he's, he just dropped off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he could have just kept talking. Uh, and like, we, he could have just... <laughs> um, <laughs> I love what you said, though, um, Gil, while you're getting him back on. I just want to reach out to people on YouTube. Uh, Mike in Chicago. Hot, YouTube channel hot retarded chicks and BT and um, I just turned on my phone for for some of our YouTube friends to be able to listen in 
Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you still got it going, running on the Facebook there. Although I closed that, I can't see the comments. If you, if you give me. Uh, yeah, I'm still seeing some. Um, Adam says, uh, "Don't listen to human rules and human doctrines. Only the true Christ within will reveal the true laws of divine order." You know, and that's that's very good. Uh, I, I guess what I what I part of what I have to say, and Terry, I can see that you're on, but I don't see a, a picture at all. Can you hear us? Okay, not yet, evidently. Hopefully, we'll get Terry back in just a moment. We but, have um, the great honor of being on uh, Truth Seeker, Derek Grosskirth's show yesterday, and we just went really deep into some of this ex exploration and reaching out, kind of what Terry was saying about going to Burning Man and reaching out to the New Age community. Um, Derek's been through a lot of, you know, some of the, the different revivals and um, fundamentalist background, but then sort of experimented a little bit with the new age and now he's he's a christian but he's he's interviewing totally new age people that just makes everybody squirm in their seats and you're like oh my gosh he's interviewing that guy but he's reaching out to them and bringing them into a community of music and art and a kind of he's on the fringe radio network as well and he's um just an amazing asset i believe to the kingdom all some people are kind of nervous to that that he's he's able to um, just as going to Burning Man to bring people into these circles, and hopefully, with the the type of stuff that we're talking about here, to um, attract them to know God in a real way, not in just kind of religious way. way. <laughs> religious way, yeah. Yeah. Looks like well, Terry. Terry, good to have you back. Um, <laughs> I, we were joking about it because you froze for quite a while, and uh, we were joking. It's like. We thought you were just listening very intently, but uh, <laughs> evidently uh, you had out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cold here too, you know. So uh, sorry about that. This internet on my laptop just not working, and so sorry for the interruption. Yeah, no problem. Yep. Anyway, so, yeah, we were, we were just talking about you know again level and and uh, uh, Adam had said that you know. Don't listen to human rules, human doctrines, only the true Christ within. And, and yet, you know, obviously that's very subjective. But I do believe we have to allow the freedom. We have to allow the freedom for people to uh, move upon what they feel is, is what God is telling them. Now, that's scary. It's very scary because obviously there's been people who have moved on what they thought was God and been very wrong or at least uh sure looked that way to the rest of the world and so anyway there's i think that's why the body of christ and the community is so important that we you know and that's what we're doing with ultimate impact is trying to bring people together into groups where we grow into these mature sons and and we do it together so we have a little bit of checks and balances we have the small groups and we have our you know greater you know church groups that we meet with um, and then we've got, you know, some very deep training that you're doing. And um, I just think people who are hungry need to start stepping into this. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, there, there are still some pastors out there who are afraid to let their people even look at any of this because they're afraid of uh, losing their people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, one scripture that really comes to mind and all that is, is – uh, I see in part, I prophesy in part. I never have the whole picture. So right. king, kingdom is team, kingdom is family. 
uh, when we begin to know those who labor amongst us, we can trust them. And, uh, you know, I've got 25 or 30 teams on the courtrooms of heaven, and they wanted me to be their covering. They wanted me to be their, uh, you know, in the traditional ways, this is my network. I'm going to be their covering. I'm going to ordain them. I don't do any of that. You know, I say, you know, you're, the way you need to follow your leading is from the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way. He's the truth and the life. I can't tell you how to operate in your mandate. Uh, all I can do is teach you the basics, and you go uh, from an intimate place with the Lord. And so that's my that's my all uh, all time go to answer is intimacy with Him. And and you know sometimes you make mistakes, and I've made mistakes too. And letting people go, I saw their tremendous gifting, but I didn't know their character, and I didn't know their integrity. And so I got in, in trouble a couple of times doing that, but I learned a lesson. And, uh, you know, I want to know them now personally, intimately, before I, 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 uh, I, I partner with somebody on that level. But, you know, our last meeting out there at your place was just wonderful. We've all heard the prophecies years ago. We'll not know the church in the future as we know it today. And where everybody's prophesying, the one-man show is over. But who's the demonstration? Who's the manifestation of that? <laughs> you know, so we have to take some risks yeah. once in a while. And we got to let people, you know, those two kids, that one little girl that came up and started reading scriptures. I thought that was beautiful. They were over there flagging. They were reading scriptures. They were participating. And if we would have stuck them in the, yeah, if we would have stuck them in the back room, you know, like most churches, we've got child care set up. I don't think there's a child care in, in heaven where you stick your kids in the back room. Let them come. Let them enjoy. Let them be a part of what God's doing. And they're so prophetic. And they don't even know it. We don't even know it. We just think they're kids. You know, so I've always, when we started up at Reno, just let them run. Mama might have to control them just a little bit, but let them go. And we've had some incredible times, kids playing for people, uh, prophesying, worshiping, and just being kids, you know. It's just awesome. Speaking of superheroes, the last one of our meetings, we got talking about soaring in the spirit. Here comes this little kid running in a Superman outfit. <laughs> Look at that guy. He's been a prophetic demonstration of what we were talking about. And he was just being a kid, but he was he was prophesying. It's time to soar. Amen. Yeah. One thing that you said about discernment that really hits home with me, having been through several different movements and and kind of troops in the whole war of sorry, I just watched Lord of the Rings. Everything's Lord of the Rings right now. It's like you have these heroes. You have Aragorn. You have Gandalf. You have Frodo and people with different giftings and these battles. And when a hero shows up, it's like yes, you've got legolas on your side like oh man we're gonna totally kick butt but then you have the problem with uh sin you have people's uh weaknesses and you have people who you know maybe they're carrying a lot of baggage with them and you don't know that they have a really bad problem with anger or um, alcohol or drugs or something i mean usually not quite like out of control in your face but christians sometimes are good at hiding their deepest problems until you're like in a battle and then you're realizing this guy is literally like going to turn on me. And um, how do you, um, how do you detect that? Cause a lot of people are good at talking the talk, but then when you actually get in a real fight or we shouldn't say fight, maybe, maybe like you're in ministry, then they, their, uh, their discernment or their character is, is not up to par. Their integrity is just not, not existent. Yeah, that's a great question. It's one that's always on my heart to know. And, and 
You know, I think out of intimacy with the Lord will know. You know, just this latest example on Facebook where this, you know, I've been hacked deal. You know, if you had any discernment, if you knew him, you would know you probably weren't hacked. You're just passing on a message that everybody's posting on Facebook right now. You're thinking you're hacked, but you're not hacked because you're just following the crowd. And so, you know, and I think I like what some people say. I'm, I'm digging for the gold, you know, in people. And sometimes they need to flex their wings. If, if it's a demonic manifestation, we're going to shut that down. But if it's, if it's just them trying, being the best they can be, you know, maybe sometimes it's just best to just shut up and let them, them do what they think they're doing and just gently guide them. You know, I may say before a meeting starts, here's the kind of parameters, what, what uh, we're going to do. I don't really like a completely open mic because somebody's going to get up there and, you know, uh, try to steal the spotlight and preach their message, but let's be in flow with the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's be sensitive. If we think you've got something, uh, you might want to come and talk to me. If it's uh, uh, in the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing, we'll allow you to do that. If, if it's close, maybe we'll allow you to do it. If it's not, we'll just say no. You have to be gracious enough and don't get offended if I say no. You know, because I'm, I'm all about ha- a habitation of, of the glory. Uh, yeah. a habitation of the kingdom of heaven there that we we don't miss it by stepping out of flow with the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit just goes out of there and it may take you a while to get, get back to that level where you were. So it's a sensitive issue and you, you, you risk damaging uh, people, offending people. And, you know, with uh, some of the smaller groups, I think that we're mostly involved in, I'm mostly involved in, it's a little easier to do that and uh, and but in larger groups, it's it, you know I came out of Christian and and actually had fifteen hundred people at a at a prophetic people at a prophetic conference a couple times a year, and everybody wants to prophesy and we filtered the prophetic words before they got on stage to know whether it's in the flow of what what God wanted to speak and and you know these people were gracious enough and, and humble enough to say okay I'll just sit down maybe next time or wherever. Uh, it would fit. And so we kind of filter a little bit as we go. And that's not to say that's the way it should be done. But uh, I think even more importantly is that we know those who labor amongst us. We know uh, more, number one, always intimacy with the Lord where we'll discern good from evil, whether they have good intentions, whether they have bad intentions, whether they're a Jezebel, or whether they want to you operate in some form of witchcraft to, to steal the show and make it all about them. Yeah. You know, so, and at Kingdom Equipping Center, that's one of the things that is important to us. We are usually pretty careful about who we allow to speak. Uh, it, it's got to be in relationship. You know, so we will, there's some people that we know very well that are part of our, our group, Kingdom Equipping Center. We know them very well. We know that they believe things and teach things that we don't agree with specifically, but because of the relationship that we have with them, and again, it's one of those things where I'm going to honor and respect their belief, even though I don't agree with it, and uh, because of the relationship, we'll even let them teach what they believe, but we've got a group of people that understand that just because someone's teaching it doesn't mean you have to believe it. You need to use your own discernment in this area. And I think that's important that we give people the freedom, but that we learn to operate in relationship and, and you know, not get all these rules and regulations so built up that we try to use that as our safeguard 
No, it's got to be you know built up within the relationships that we have with people. Uh, so anyway, it's just it's, it is all about the relationship. Right. Right. Exactly. Hey man, you know, I, I can. I, Go Sorry, ahead, briefly, I, I think there's, um, as we're getting into the mystic realms and the new weapons and the spiritual extra dimensional awesomeness, I think there's, there's a great need for people to also have a strong foundation of character and integrity like we're talking about. We're getting some comments on YouTube, which I'm just seeing people are very amening what we're saying right now. And they're really happy for what you're describing and outlining, Terry and Gil. And if um, if they want to find some of uh, Derek Prince teachings, Don Basham, Ern Baxter, I think those are just you know you can kind of feel what your spirit is like attracted to sometimes, and I would recommend going back and listening to some of those really great teachings about building uh, proper character um, amidst all the supernatural signs and wonders, which we will see more and more of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're in a prophetic timetable where. Uh, what no eye seen, no ear heard, or mind conceived, the things that he's planned for those who love him. And so the great awakening is upon us, and we're here at it. And, you know, to, to really know what's of him, we need to do those things like you're talking about, Michael, uh, uh, and and know him enough that we'll know uh, truth from the false when something our eyes haven't seen, our ears hadn't heard, our mind conceived the things that he's planned for us. So just for an example, Nancy Cohen is one person I listen to a lot. And she said, she said, uh, the Holy Spirit has been given as an earnest deposit, right? That's what the word says. So uh, an earnest, I'm a, I was a real estate broker in Florida, so I understand what an earnest deposit is. And she says the same thing, it's 10% of the purchase price of the property. So what she's saying is, since 2012, we've been under 10% of Holy Spirit revelation, uh, 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 manifestation, and now God is beginning to release the 90%, and it's all stuff no eye see, no ear heard, or mind conceived. Or it goes back to the ancient pathways that we're learning uh, from, the, from the mystics of old, you know, the mystics of today. Amen. So quite an experience to know. Know him is just the number one key in everything. Oh, it always comes back to that. It really does. Relationships and love. I mean, and the relationships are built on love, which God is love. So, you know, it really is pretty simple. God is love. Love yeah. and relationship. We're at yeah. about an hour, so uh, we probably need to be uh, signing off here. Either one of you have some last words you want to share? Michael, it's all you. Oh, I don't, I mean, I don't have that much to share to say that all I can say is I'm taking notes and we're going to put a lot of these um, messages out there around the internets. And um, I think people should go to Terry Spencer's YouTube channel and subscribe to yeah. that and, um, and go and, and become a patron of Kingdom Talks on patreon.com. Uh, this is really exciting to be with you guys. And I wish we had had Thanksgiving. It would have been so much more fun than no, no, I had a good Thanksgiving. Our pastor literally, <laughs> like, he's a he's a very awesome man, and we went to his house. But for all the people out there that are alone, that feel like you're isolated, get on YouTube, start listening to Terry Spencer, follow all the, the Kingdom Equipping Center um, messages, interviews. Um, I have a lot of material on the Fringe Radio Network. You have a community. There's people that are just loaded with goodness that I want to share with you. And I hope to convey 
uh, some of that wisdom as well through y'all. So thank you guys. Blessings. Amen. Thank you. Hey, you know, you're never alone. You got all the angels, thousands upon thousands, 10,000 upon 10,000, a cloud of witnesses, all creation right. just waiting for you to engage with them by faith. Just go for it, <laughs> man. Just jump in and flex your wings a little bit. You know, try, try, try. It'll fail sometime, but go for it, man. That's, that's where it's at. <laughs> well, there's a joke in Taiwan. Sorry to interrupt again, but it was in <laughs> Chinese, so I don't think it's ever been translated. But if you ever, if you ever feel lonely, just watch a horror movie or a ghost movie. Then there'll be somebody behind the door in the bathroom and the shower <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> it's joking. Yeah. 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 Right. Bless you guys. Thank you. Been Thank, an you honor. Thank you, Michael so much. Bless you guys. And we will catch you next time. All right. See you guys later. Bless you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.